My perspective has changed entirely. This could be the opportunity to get the knowledge to help me finally take that step. I was looking for the next growth challenge for me. And that's really easy to do when you have a bunch of great people with integrity and knowledge around you. There's just not a networker that I know that I feel as comfortable working with. I'd say embrace it. Embrace a different way of, of living. You can do it. You just have to start. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Accelerator Podcast. Hey, what's up, team? This is Scott Mackis, and today I'm excited to share the latest Real Estate Investing Accelerator podcast, where Buddy Rushing interviews Tony Briggs. Tony is a U.S. Army veteran and an accomplished C-suite executive with substantial leadership experience in business and IT. From an outsider's perspective, Tony had it all, but Tony desired more for his family. After reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad and joining the Real Estate Accelerator, Tony gained the momentum he needed to turn his dream of creating generational wealth into reality. In less than one year, Tony formed an LLC, leveraged his self-directed IRA, invested in a few syndications, went after two properties in Arkansas, and saved over $60,000 in taxes along the way. In this episode, Buddy and Tony discuss why Tony decided to invest in real estate after a successful corporate career, how Tony saved over $60,000 on taxes, what qualities made Tony a top achiever in his accelerator class, and why trust plus opportunity equals success. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Real Estate Investing Accelerator Podcast. Okay, we're going to throw it back a little bit this time. I've got Tony Briggs, who is uh, just one of my favorite, uh, you know, accelerator graduates for a lot of reasons, which we'll get into. Um, He, you know, it's been over a year, right around a year, really, um, year and a half, actually, since you started the accelerator, because you started in June, July of last year. Um, and, you know, came in and, you know, just crushed the course and, you know, I won't give everything away because we're going to tell a story here, but I do want to start out with saying, or with asking you really, just to put it simply, like what caused you to want to be a part of a course like this? Um, you know, which is not, it's not a normal it's not a normal thing that you join. <laughs> it's not It's not for the faint of heart. It's not for everyone, right? In fact, it's not for most people. And yet you decided that you wanted to take time out of your busy life and to figure out this crazy new world of real estate investing, but more importantly, to immerse yourself in a, in a community, a network of, of fellow alphas, let's just be honest of meat eaters, right. That hold each other accountable and they're out there. And, you know, if you get, if you get left behind, it's because you didn't run fast enough. So you've had a life, a full life. And some people that are your age would be like, you know what? I had a successful career in the military. I was successful in business also, right. You were in this, you were C-suite executive, right? (laughs) I mean, it's basically as high, pretty much as high as you can go in the corporate world. And you've achieved financial success and you've just, you know, a great family and all of that. And so a lot of people would be like, you know what, it's time for me to sit back and relax and, you know, sit on a beach and you can afford to, to relax and sit on a beach. So you're not doing this because you're, you didn't do this because you were starving or needed, the, needed it to survive. So uh, I'm baffled. Why, why did you decide to, to jump back in the arena, as Roosevelt would say? Uh, great, great questions, buddy. I, you know, I, um, I think 
probably the biggest reason was, you know, I just realized I just didn't feel like I'd done enough. Um, and that doesn't, didn't mean not made enough money or anything like that. Um, and I wasn't quite ready to be independently wealthy and, and you know, I needed to still do something for a while. Plus I mm-hmm. wouldn't want to, I, I wouldn't want to like, just, I always got to stay somewhat busy. Right. Um, there'll come a point where I'll be a little more relaxed, but honestly it was, you know, I'd done a lot of things that I wanted to do, but then I wanted to have more in terms of generational wealth to pass on, you mm-hmm. know, to family, to, you know, to my kids and so forth. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the place where I wasn't quite there yet and was saying, you know, how do I do this? And so I turned back to real estate and I had made attempts in the past and had um, had some things that didn't cut, quite come together for for one reason or another. I'd taken a bunch of different courses and done all this stuff, you know, the no money down course, all those mm-hmm. kind of things. Sure. And, you know, some 20 plus years ago had, you know, started to give that a try for various reasons that didn't pan out, wound up not intending to, as I moved away from Kansas to Atlanta to, to get married to my current wife and, and, um, and, and make that job change. And which actually I went back into consulting at that point when I made that move, I still had a house that was in Kansas. It was a nice big home, you know, for five more years that I sat on. So there was a lot of ups and downs actually in that period where, you know, there were times where just, you know, things came way down here and I was going, gosh, I wonder where I'm going to make my next payment from. And then, you know, I would look, mm. I'd find something and it would pick up. So this time around, after I'd left uh, the company that I was with, after we'd sold the company, I stayed around, uh, it, was, it was private equity owned. And I stayed around for about another year or so, a little more than that afterwards, which had been part of the plan and then, and then exited and then exited out. So then it was great. What do I do now? So I knew, mm-hmm. well, I'll start up an S-Corp again and do some consulting. And then I read this book. Yeah. Actually, and that's what got me started. And so it really started with Scott, uh, Scott Mackey's uh, that, you know, was doing all, had all these other different uh, service academy business masterminds going on. And we just got to talking a little bit. And he's and I said, you know, I really would like to get, was just reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And started reading more of his books, and I was probably into the third or fourth book by then. And that was in June, I think, of, of last year, 2019. Mm-hmm. He said, well, if you're really interested in that, i got to introduce you to Buddy Rushing because he's got this great program going on and everything. I said, well, great, because I would love, you know, I've tried this before, and I didn't, you know, I don't, know, there's a lot of things I don't know. And mm-hmm. so I'd like to be a lot more educated before I go and pour a bunch of money into something. And so then really, you know, the real reason after that, honestly, Buddy, was meeting you. Because when you talked about the course, when you talked about success, I mean, you sort of told your own story, you know, about, because I could relate to that. And and so, you know, we grew up, I mean, we, you know, we weren't, you know, we were probably more on the lower middle class end, scraping by mom and dad, paycheck to paycheck. Yeah. I think maybe we lived in a home we owned once for a few years as a kid yeah. when I was growing up. Yeah. Other than that, it was, it was all rental homes and, you know, spent about a year in foster homes you know, and, and some different things that went on from there. So there was a whole other background and listening to some of your background when you talked about, Hey, yeah, you know, grew up, didn't have a lot of money, didn't have the right mindset, right. Me, you know, and that's, that was me too. And so, you know, I saw myself in you as well. Mm-hmm. And then the, just the funny thing that you had read that book too, and that had kind of motivated you. Yeah. And the interesting story when you said, you know, you took that course and it was really expensive. Um, and they, they got to, a point, they got you to a point but they didn't really like take it all the way home. And that was kind of the difference in the program that you had. So that got me really excited. So I said, all right, I'm all in because I've got the time. I'm sitting on money. 
I'm starting up a company and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a huge, a huge like thing that you just said, though, we'll figure it out from there. And I will tell you that like the greatest opportunities in my life have come when I analyzed the person and I said, this is someone that I believe in, someone that I trust. And it also appears that the opportunity that they're presenting or that they're a part of is something that I'm interested in, that I'm passionate about. And all of the rest of it will figure it out, right? I can trust the person. I am passionate and interested in the opportunity and we'll figure the rest of it out. And it's amazing how many people don't act because they don't have all of the information. And I'm sorry, in the real world, if you wait till you have all the information, you're never going to do anything special. You will do everything predictable. And that's fine if you want to have a predictable life. But I believe that a truly predictable life is an unfulfilled life. And so I, I you know, I love it. I think that, uh, you know, it's a fantastic reason to do something, right? What, what your rationale was for joining the course is a fantastic reason to do something. And whenever I created it, you know, Scott had said the year prior, He's like, hey, man, you need to do a real estate investing accelerator. And I was like, okay, that's, I, I don't even know what that means, right? But I, what I do know is that when I did take the Rich Dad education course, uh, and it was $46,000 for it back 12 years ago, and I put it all on credit cards and I tried to figure it out, right? Um, the biggest gaping hole that they had other than the fact that it wasn't really a community of people that like were like me per se, it was a lot of young, like eager and, and some not so young, eager people. And that's where the similarity stopped. They, we had nothing in common and thus it was hard to gel with people and it was hard to trust people. It was really hard to find people you could trust, really trust. And so I was like, man, if I could only have a group of people I could trust who are, who, who think like me, who are, in the same mindset as I am and who have access to deals, that would be amazing. But I never found that. And so I had to just scrape along and for 10 years, just do what I did. And so I told Scott, I said, the only way that I'm going to create an accelerator is if I create something, number one, isn't $46,000, right? Cause that's just stupid. It doesn't need to cost that much. We got to provide deals. It has to be a network of people that are like-minded and the speed of trust has to be there. And so Right. That, and so the fact that you resonated with that is it, it, it makes me feel really good because that's what we were looking for. We were, we're, I was like, the people who are not a good fit for this need to be completely turned off by it. They need to be like, man, those guys are crazy. What are you talking about? Like, that's, that sounds like way too much work and way too much effort and all that. They need to be turned off. The people who are perfect for this, we shouldn't be able to keep them away. And some of the guys, like, it's, it's hilarious, like, in their applications, they've been like, I'm just going to keep applying until you let me in. <laughs> you know? like, and so if I don't make this one, I'll do the next one. I'll do that. And I'm like, mm, that's the guy we probably should. So you join the course and you don't really know what to expect, but you're like, you know what? I've got a lot of enthusiasm and let's go. And I'm just going to skip to the end here. You were the top achiever for your course. Every single course, just to let you guys know, we have 30 people in every course, hand-selected, lots of people that don't get selected, hand-selected, 30 people. Out of it, only three are recognized, the honor grad, the top achiever, and the rookie of the year, right? And top achiever is the person 
who takes the course material and turns it into pure badass action, but not just a ton of action on a single in a in a single format. Like if they let's just say they had a million bucks in the banks and they went and bought 20 single family rentals, that would not earn them top achiever, very likely. Because it needs to be about more than just brute force. It has to be about creativity. It has to be about a holistic approach to your financial freedom journey. And Tony was hands away. Like he was the, 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 there wasn't even anybody that was close. Right. And it was awesome to see him. And so what I'm going to ask you right now to do, and I don't know if you're prepared for this or not, I would like you to take me through a list, a rapid fire list of all of the different things that you did that ultimately we recognized as, as, you know, top achiever material. Sure. Um, I'll give it, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> give it a shot. It's been a year and a half, but let's try. <laughs> yeah, it's been, there's really, it's been, a, it's been quite a wild ride, you know, and it was, it's great. The ecosystem, you know, that, that you guys have really created that really helped enable that too, as well. Um, and I mean, just, you know, and, and just to, and these are not paid advertisements by the way, but these are a couple of the books that came with the course, you know, you know, what your CPA is not telling you, the self-directed IRA stuff, things like that. Um, you know, I really took it to heart and said, look, I want to take advantage of all these strategies. And I think what really kind of brought home for me where I needed to set the footprint was when that diagram came out that Kohler had and he talked about, okay, here's what you do. If you got a way that you're bringing in money, you set the S-Corp up here. You stick your properties in an LLC, trust owns everything. That's mm-hmm. the formula. Okay, let's do that. So, you know, we had, I had the S-Corp I was setting up anyway. But then, you know, I realized in talking with you, so I got this going before, the, about the time the course started, got the LLC set up so I could put the properties in it. Then during the course of that, said, wow, you know what? So I'm sitting here paying myself because I got income coming in. Let's do a self-directed 401k. Let's put an LLC around that. So we nailed both of those. Was able to put aside between me and my family, you know, you put the family and you put them to work. You got to put them to work, but you put them to work. So, you know, me and my wife both worked in, in the S-Corp. You know, we were able to stick stick aside something like between the money we put in, the money we transitioned in from other 401ks and then uh, company contributions. You know, there's another 60 grand that pops up in there. Jeez. Uh, right. And so, I mean, tax boom, advantaged. Boom, yeah. It's a total advantage. Right. Because we, we were able to afford to do it. Didn't have to take as much money from it. So you take that and say, great, I got that in a self-directed and I got an LLC ready to go. You take other money that I had, went into basically a syndication. Uh, right about the time that I was joining the course, did a separate syndication that wasn't involved with White Feather, put some money into that, then took a whole bunch of money and then got two properties nailed before the end of the course that were both White Feather properties that we found that were in Arkansas, work with that property manager. Then from there, after we set up those pieces, then as I looked at the tax strategies, said, well, wait a minute, I need, you know, I need a vehicle to do some of these things and to get around because these properties are in different states and started looking at other properties. So great, you know, the whole bonus depreciation thing that came out of the tax, uh, um, the Jobs and Tax Cut Act from 2017, mm-hmm. we learned about all that in the course. So I started reading through this and I go to my CPA and I'm like, hey, you'll support this, right? And he's like, yeah, that stuff's right on. Okay, boom, <laughs> we, we buy a truck, you know, it's over, it's over 6,000 pounds and it's more than a six foot bed. It hits it on both cylinders. You buy a truck, bonus depreciation. Doesn't help you on state, helps you on federal. Right, a complete write-off. The next thing you guys were in there offering is you bundled together the ability for folks working with Whitefeather to go with this company that does cost segregation. Um, and so both properties, I had cost segregation analysis done. Another 70 some thousand dollars, able to write oh. off in one year. 
And that is that's federal and state, right? You can write that off against federal and state. Is that right? Um, How does that work? Trying to think on the cost seg. I think no, it's just, state, yeah, I think the yeah. state took it. The Fed, the state wouldn't take the bonus depreciation on the truck. They don't, they wouldn't recognize that depreciation schedule, but I think they might have on the property one. I think so, they do on the property. Uh, I think so. Yeah. I got them just, the return just got done beginning of October. So, you know, it was one of those things where I extended the return, had to get all this stuff put together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, cause I had K ones coming in and all sorts of other documents. So anyway, Really what it came down to is between what we were able to put away, you can think about the tax advantage when I was sitting in the highest tax bracket possible in federal at 37%, Jeez. another six at state. And suddenly you start stacking up some things to the tune of $150,000 or more that are no longer taxable. That is a huge impact. That's insanity. It's, it's, it's insanity. Insane. And I wouldn't have even thought to try that or do anything had I not taken the course. So I took action on all those things. So just just to hit on that really quickly, like the investments that you're making are very important. Syndications, buying rental properties, and so on. That's great. But most people miss out on the tax and legal side of it. And if you do it properly, like what you just described to me, your two rental properties are probably making you 300 bucks each net a month. So that's call it 600. So maybe they make you seven grand a year in, in the first year. Yep. Your your syndication, maybe it makes you, you know, a few grand, five grand, whatever in your first year. Your tax strategy just saved you sixty thousand dollars. Right. Right. Real money of real money in your tax bracket. So it's money that you would have given to the IRS or the state, and you instead keep it in your account. It literally is that simple. That's why I tell people. If you are not squared away on taxes, you are missing a nitro boost to your financial freedom journey. Like you can plot along if you want the traditional way, or you can combine it with savvy tax strategies and you can explode your journey, which is what you've done. It's one of the reasons that it's so impressive how you've been able to combine all this stuff because you've supercharged your, your journey. It's been great. And then and then with the money that was in the 401k, then this year got involved with the DaCostas who were in the course, the same course that I was. And I think they're going on this interview circuit as well. Um, and so uh, uh, they've done phenomenal things. in SDR. Oh, God. So Crazy. They've learned how to build a syndication. So that 401k money went into the LLC that was set up, you know, thanks to doing the great. course. And all that money's in their syndication. So I'm in with a bunch of other white feather folks and, and, and some others beyond that. And, and you've got that 12, that 12 unit apartment building in Jacksonville, you know? Yeah. So it's, that's just on fire and did a burr. So we got the burr going on right now, getting ready for the refi, bought that with cash, did the renovation, right? Did some hard lending, right? All yeah. that stuff, all, everything White Feather helped me out with, got pointed in the right direction. And cause you know, because you guys have figured out the deals with the right people that pull the, this is what I've told people. The differences are like, how can you own properties in other states? Oh my God, how do you do that? It's like, because I'm part of an ecosystem Mm -hmm. that has has connections and people who have been doing this that we they've learned to trust, so that we learn to trust. And so when you run into problems, it's taken care of. You know, I I would never try to go buy some property in Alabama without you know, try to go find people on my own. Yeah, having that that relationship and that network, boom, it makes sense. So, and that one's you know, we're getting ready to rent that one. And the refi is going in, and then and then the money that comes out of the refi, you turn around and put it in the next thing. You know, that's I mean, right. 
that's the thing to do. So the next piece, really, I want to get more into multifamily. I think it's great to have some single family homes. I want to get into more multifamilies and do other deals. You know, we're talking with my old team, Team Ultra. We we still meet once a month just to t- stay in touch with each other. You know, <laughs> Tom Connolly, me, Randy, Tom Bass. Oh, Chris, cool. We still meet. We, we meet once a month still. And, you know, at one point in time, you know, we were kind of looking at each other. It's like, well, we're meeting and we're kind of talking, but it's like, let's do something together, you know, because otherwise, what are we, yeah. you know, what? It's nice to catch up and are the kids and the grandkids and all that, but let's go do something together. That's fantastic. So, you know, that'll be probably one of the next things. And obviously, you know, we'd be looking for, we'd love to do something in the white feather, uh, you know, ecosystem. So, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, it's, it all grows on itself. So just to, just to hit on that for a second, Carly and Jared, who, yeah, absolutely will be uh, interviewed as well. They took the course Basically, we're like, okay, that's really great that you hit on all this other stuff and thanks, but we're going to go this way. And they went and created this short-term rental like business yeah. that creates, I mean, they're kill- I'm invested in every one of their deals right. because that's how good they are, Smart right? They are that and, good. And, they're, and they're killing it and they're going to keep, keep killing it. And I never would, so think about this too, if it's very likely if they hadn't taken the course, they would have stayed in Silicon Valley or in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Because they had great jobs there. They re- they had an itch, but they didn't know where, how to scratch it. Right. Instead, and I don't give the course credit for this. I give them credit for this. Throughout that, they decided I'm going to move to cro- literally across the entire country over to Jacksonville, Florida, and I'm going to create this business. And guess what? Now they're producing awesome deals. The first White feather syndication. I, I have off. I have held off doing a white feather syndication for three years, even though people have been approaching me over and over and over. Do a white feather syndication where you bring in a bunch of investors, pile their money together, and go do it. The only people that I've ever done a white feather syndication to are are Carly and Jared, where we did it a couple of weeks ago. We pulled people together, and I'm one of them. And and we did one of those. Now they're offering these awesome deals to that I take advantage of and that other white feather people take advantage of. And then and then our network grows. And there's there's a bunch of examples of this, right? Speaking of multifamily, I just had an interview today with Josie Heron. Oh, yeah. Who, uh, phenomenal. Look at what she's done. She's done oh, crazy she's stuff. Awesome. She's and awesome. she's she's creating these apartment syndication opportunities and she guess what as soon as she gets a little more experienced right now she's a little too green but as soon as she gets a little more experienced and success under her belt you better believe that i'm going to come together and say joey josie let's do a white feather apartment syndication maybe like a 60 unit and let's bring together people and guess what it's an accelerator graduate that's at the base of it as the general partner are you kidding me you know how easy that would be to get a bunch of our friends on board and go yeah right right so anyway, very, very, very cool, dude. I love it. Um, I, I, I think that for you, um, we're just looking at the beginning of this thing, right? Because just, just, to, just to see how quickly you've moved and, and how creatively you've moved in the last year, year and a few months. Um, I'm just extremely excited. And one thing that, you know, that I will say, and I say this to a few people, um, if you bring a deal to the table, I'm always going to listen because I believe in you, right? And that's definitely not something that I say to very many people because I have a high bar for that, right? Um, right. And so anyway, 
I, I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate you coming on and talking about your experience. Um, you. Absolutely. I think, I think the, the whole point of this really is, you know, there's probably somewhere in the vicinity of a thousand people that are going to be listening to this. And so out of that, there are definitely going to be people who resonate with your story. And if your story allows them, yeah, man, if it, if listening to your story allows them to say, you know what, maybe, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can duplicate what, what Tony's doing. And if it allows them to get out of their own way and get off their ass and start living their dream and it was worth every second. Absolutely. So awesome. Thanks brother. Your own way. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. All right, man. Hey, have a wonderful day. I appreciate it. Okay, brother. You too. Good to talk to you. Thank you for listening to the real estate investing accelerator podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it with a fellow military veteran. If you would like to learn more about joining our upcoming accelerator, please schedule a call with the team through the scheduling link in the show notes. It's that easy. The accelerator is a six-month course for military veterans in active duty who are seeking a real estate investing community to belong to that provides inspiration, education, and problem solving in a trusted environment. And as always, remember to dream big and take bold action.